Wednesday. We made it halfway through the week, and man, no updates on uh, no updates on the snitching going on in the neighborhood. We don't know. We haven't got any more details about it, but I'm looking. I will let you guys as know as I as know. I will let you know as soon as I hears. Jesus, it's been a long day, man. I'll let you know as soon as I hear back. My God, I sat on hold today. Hour 45, the first call. Listen, here's what happened. I tried to call the CRA. CRA sent me a little letter in the mail. That's good to see. I call these guys. Estimated wait time is between 1 hour 30 and 2 hours. Oh, yay. That's insane. An hour 30. I always wonder, like, when you sit on hold for that long, you just picture the people in front of you, like, what are they doing? How many people are there? That's crazy. And then I also feel bad for the people picking up the phone calls too. Because I'm like, man, if there's two hours of queued up callers calling in right now, these people just sitting there continuously going through people. So one of my strategies to do is, and not even a strategy, but a genuine thing, is when I'm calling and I've been on hold a long time, I'm extra nice when they answer. Because everyone that they talk to that day it's going to be angry. They sat on hold. They're going to be angry. So what do I do? I flip it for them. And I say, hey, I'm going to be the nice customer today. I still have questions, but I'm going to be the nice guy. But my patience only goes so far. I called the CRA. And for anyone here, not in Canada, that's, the, that's our tax department. Canada Revenue Agency. Everyone's favorite acronym. I call these guys. And... I wait, I wait on hold for an hour and 15. Finally, I get through. Nice guy, get through to a nice guy. But guess what? Oh, guess what? I finally get through and his computer doesn't work. Oh, man. It really is one of those like, you know when you hear people say I had an out-of-body experience and I've never really believed that. I'm like, how do you leave your body? Now I understand it. I think you... You leave your body when something so absurd happens that if you stayed in your body, you would, you would kick something. Your body, <laughs> your body forces you to leave so that you don't damage an item in your house. I'll tell you this right now. I waited an hour 15 and I finally got through to a guy. And then he tells me that his computer isn't working. And the reason that I had to leave my body and my brain me made me leave my body for a little bit was because it knew, it knew that the only way to, in a mature way, handle that situation would be to destroy something precious. If God forbid... I had a lava lamp and this is the only reason I don't have one is because if I was on hold for an hour 15 and I got through to someone who can't help me, that's when I kick a lava lamp at a window and I break both of them. And now guess what? Now I got lava everywhere and I'm not, you know what, by the way, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I don't think that's real lava. I have a suspicion that might not be lava in there. Because I don't know what kind of lava hardens at night and then heats up 
by a light bulb. <laughs> Do you guys ever have lava lamps when you were a kid? I know it's kind of like a 70s thing, which is funny. Like in the 70s, that was like an adult thing to have. You go over to someone's house, they got a lava lamp as an adult, and you're like, these people, they're down to swing. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that was kind of like a freak symbol to have a lava lamp when you're an adult in the 70s. Same with the, what was the other one? You leave like a gnome on your garden hose. You put a gnome in your basketball hoop. Wasn't that one of them? You put a pickle on your mailbox. <laughs> All these little signs. It's like, hey, we're freaks in this house. Come on over. We put some whipped cream on our driveway. <laughs> so anyway, that's the reason I don't have a lava lamp. Because I know in cases like this, that's the first thing that I would karate kick. Because I'm furious. I waited an hour and 15 minutes to get through and you know what it is I'm just trying to reset my password that's it I don't even have questions I don't have inquiries I don't have you know frequently asked cues for you to answer I'm just saying hey I'm only calling you because this is my only option to reset my password and I go through an hour 15 to get through to this guy his computer and this is even worse he tells me this has never happened before Am I being punished? Did I do something that the universe decided to get back at me now by making me wait for an hour 15 to the one agent in the country whose computer has never done this before? So he puts me on hold, puts me on hold, puts me on hold. We wait another 20, 30 minutes. He's checking in with me the whole time. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Nothing. And then there's an awkward moment. He literally goes off hold and he goes, I don't know what to do. And I go, hey, well, I am not your boss, so I don't know what to do. And he goes, well, do you want to try again? And I said, what do you mean try again? He's like, well, you can, I mean, you can call back in, hope you get someone else. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Does that mean I hop to the bottom of the queue? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure, bro. I would love to do that. I got nothing else to do. Hey, I waited. So now it's an hour 45 into a uh, into a phone call. What? Yeah. What do I got to do? I got nothing to do. You know what? I would love to spend another hour 45 listening to piano music and hoping through, I get through to someone. So we end it. We break off our relationship and we break up amicably. And I'm actually nice to this guy still because it's not his fault. I always try to remember that. It's not... This guy's fault. I believe his computer is screwing up or whatever. It's annoying, but I go, it's not him. I can't get mad at him. I hang up and I go to my closet and I punch a pair of underwear because I don't have a lava lamp. So I find a pair of underwear that's old and I punch it. And then I go, okay, let's take a break. So then this afternoon I regroup and I say, I'm going to call in again. We're going to call in again. I call the same number. I go through the same number. of. By the way, every single customer service phone number that you call this is such an obvious trick that they do like every single one goes please listen to our menu options as they recently have changed please listen all the way through as our menu options recently just changed and you know what they didn't just change they never changed they've been the same since the year 1844 
But they say that, and it must be, I would love to know the reason behind that. It must be some psychological trick that people go, oh, it's changed. I better listen. I'm not listening. I'm hitting the number I know. So I push one and I go through and we start the whole process over again. Now this time I wait online. Sorry. I wait on the phone and let's check this. I'm going to check this call time right here. 103 PM for another one hour. I, so now I'm at two hours, 45 minutes of just being on the phone, just waiting, just waiting on the phone, listening to piano music. And you know what? It actually was pretty good piano music. I got to give it to him. It was not bad. It was very soothing. And again, it's so funny when I, when I'm on hold, I pay attention and I realize that everything is deliberate. And so when you're on hold, they play very calming music. And why do they do that? It's obvious. They're playing that because they're trying to calm you down. And that's such an obvious trick that it has the opposite effect on me. And it makes me angry that you tried to trick me. It's the same way when I was in grade 10, I had a social studies teacher who would play the sound of silence every single time that we would come in from recess. No, we didn't have recess in high school, did we? No way, dude. If you had a recess in high school, what would people do? They would smoke. They would fight. They would roll cigarettes. There's no way we had a recess. It must have been lunch. We come into social studies and he's playing the sound of silence. And years later, I realized that wasn't his favorite song. He played that as a maneuver that he probably learned at one of those like teacher professional days to get us to calm down. And I'm not even mad. I'm like, that's well played. That's a nice little psychological trick that you did. I love that. I love little psychological tricks that people do. Playing calming music makes people more calm. Cool. I like that. It's same with like one time I was at a flea market. Yeah, I hate those flea markets, dude. <laughs> it wasn't a flea market. I don't even know why I said that. It was like a Christmas market. And this one girl was selling a very unique product, something that's never been sold at a Christmas market before. She had her own line of honey. <laughs> Dude, every Christmas market has the same stuff. Honey, jams. We've been through this. There's one guy making pierogies. And I go up there and she's got this honeys. I'm not that interested, but I'm being polite. I actually get uncomfortable. Like when I'm at markets like that, I will purposely go up to the displays in the tents that don't have anyone hovering around because I feel bad for the people there. I feel bad that somebody is investing their time. They've invested their money and they're going to a market. They're putting themselves out there trying to sell their quilts or their wood carving or their unique bottle cap openers that they make out of children's teeth. There's always something bizarre. They're like, these are my children's molars and I made them into, into earrings. Would you like to see? And most people just pass on by. They don't even look at them. But I feel bad. I feel awkward for that person. And I feel sad that they're trying so hard and that no one goes up. So I go up to those ones. I go to the booths where there's no one there just to at least make them feel a little bit good for a minute. Pretend that I'm interested. I'm like, oh yeah, whose kids were these? How big are the teeth? 
Are the kids still alive? Did they die? You know, just normal conversation about kids dying. And the, the one girl, the one time I went up and she had her honeys and right away she looks at me and she goes, that's a really nice watch. And here's the thing. I've never had somebody compliment. Well, I maybe a couple, right? But for sure, never a girl compliment my watch. And at the time it, yes, it was a very expensive watch. But I think later on, I was like, I think that was a tactic she learned to compliment the watch and as a way of building rapport right away. Because I go, she said something nice about me. I should say something nice back or should buy some honey. She likes my watch. I should buy a honey. This is unique. This is a strawberry honey. I've never seen that before. So anyway, I love those little techniques. And that's what they do when you're on hold with a company. You'll always notice they play very calming or upbeat music because they're trying to put you in a good mood because there's no human way or reasonable way that you could expect a human to sit around for an hour and a half to talk to you and reasonably anticipate that they are in a good mood to do it especially when it's about taxes excuse me I don't even want to wait a minute to talk about taxes. So they play that music, whatever. I'm hip to it. I get it. I know what you're doing. I get through. And again, I go on. So I call again this afternoon and I call a girl. This time I get through to a lady. She's very upbeat. And I know why she's upbeat because she's worried that I'm going to be upset and mean. She's trying to hit me with that upbeat to bring me up. But she doesn't know I'm playing the same game. So I'm saying you're upbeat, I'm also upbeat, and I'm not that upset, even though we're in a complete shit situation where one of us just spent six hours today trying to call the other person. I'm going to pretend that the past is the past, tomato, tomato, the, you, you bury a mole, you find a rat or whatever the, I don't even know what these expressions are, whatever the expression is, right? So I get through, this is another hour that I've waited on the phone and I get through to her and I say the same thing that I said yesterday or today earlier. Sorry. I got this. I'm trying to log into my account. This is the code. And she looks, I hear her typing. It's probably fake typing. Not real. It's probably just her banging a spoon on some ivory, pretending it's a keyboard. I bet she's not even near a computer. I actually bet now that I look back, I bet she wasn't even near a computer. I bet she took a spoon she found some rocks near wherever she's hanging out. She banged it on there pretending it was a space bar. And she's typing in my information. And then she goes, oh, I'm going to need to transfer you to an agent. And to say that to somebody, to say that to somebody, as if they didn't just wait on the phone for an hour, is insane. That's psychopath. Because she knows, and what I didn't know at that time, I thought when she said, I'm going to transfer you to an agent, it's like, oh, I'm going to transfer you to my buddy, Brian, right away. You can talk to him right away. I know Brian. Him and I are tight. I'm at the beach right now, hitting a spoon on some rocks. But Brian knows how to do this. You just waited an hour. You can get right through to him. Boom. Let's go straight to Brian. Nope. Nope. I go back to the bottom of the queue. 
She transfers me and I get this message. Your estimated wait time is between two and two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Hey, I don't know who has the mental endurance or just the free time during a day to go, Hey, I'm going to spend eight hours today trying to phone the government to give them money. You guys want your money? You call me. How about that? CRA. How about that? Jesus Christ. So anyway, it's been a day and a half. I feel great. I feel great. We're going to have to try to call again tomorrow morning, man. I don't know. That's the weird part. You, you When you deal with a private company, it's like you try to reset your password and every option is available. They're like, hey, man, do you want to send you an email? Do you want to just send a picture of yourself? Do you want to do that weird captcha thing? You you know what's so weird when you try to reset a thing and uh, some picture pops up and it's like, select all the pictures that have lamp posts in them. And you're like, why am I doing this? I mean, it feels secure, but why am I doing this? And also, three of them, I'm pretty sure have a lamp post. And then one of them, the lamp post is really in the background. So does that count? Should I click that one? I don't know. And then you do, and it's like, no, start again. Which one of these have crosswalks? And you're like, oh my God, what is going on right now? So that's the that's the world that we're in right now. But at least when you deal with a private company, you're it's there's a way to reset it. Dude, you deal with these government companies, and it's like they don't even care, bro. They're still doing mail. Like they will literally, because they don't care and because they don't, it doesn't matter to them because they can't get shut down. They'll literally be like, Hey, why don't you, um, yeah, what's your PO box? Why don't you mail in your request? And you're like, ah, mail, excuse me. I've sent about four letters in my entire life and three of them were to Santa. So no, I'm not going to mail you. You know, I'm not going to mail you. Hey, do you want to know why I'm not going to mail something? It's because a lot of people spent a lot of energy inventing something better. Because if I mail you, I don't care how fast that choo-choo train goes or the Canada Post truck. But you know what goes a lot faster than that? Light. Hey, 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 have you heard of uh, light? It goes pretty fast. And so that's the speed that I would like to send my request in at. Insane, man. Absolutely insane. And because they can't get shut down, because they it's all secure, they, they're not incentivized to become efficient. And that's very apparent and it's very insane. And uh, everyone that I talked to was really nice, but it is, it's insane. Like, come on. I'm just out here. I'm just a girl looking at a boy. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> So sorry, that's why I'm a bit saucy today. I'm annoyed. Just let, just do everything else. Why can't you just reset my password to my face? You're telling me that I can use my phone and literally just show my face to my phone and buy whatever I want. And for some reason, I have to call in and wait online, wait on phone for four hours to talk to someone. It's honestly like when you try to do stuff with the government, 
entity, the government company, it's like, oh, I live in 2021, and now I have to call back to the year 1832 to deal with this entity because they haven't figured out email yet, because they haven't figured out electronics. Ugh. So anyway, it's a bit of a chippy episode, but I'm feeling a bit chippy today, man. I'm feeling a bit chippy. Tomorrow will be a better day. Hopefully, we will get it resolved. We will move on. We will look towards the sun. And we'll say positive things like fly on, bird, or whatever. You know, when you see a positive thing, you go, hey, keep going. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm going to call back tomorrow. I'll give you guys updates. If we hear back from uh, either one of these people, man, everyone's been radio silent this week. I want to hear back from the secret noise complaint. I want to hear back from the government so I can get my password reset. I'll provide updates. we got a long week to go. Happy Wednesday. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.